Real quick, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Yes, it it really is pretty easy. And it's free. That's the bonus. That's why I have the app, because it's free. Uh, It also has certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I use my iPhone. It's really iPhone friendly. I know a lot of apps aren't really iPhone friendly, but this one actually is. I mean, it's pretty simple to use. Uh, Anchor will also distribute all your podcasts for you. So anywhere that has podcasts and it'll be open, Anchor will send it for you. You don't have to try to submit at different places. One click and boom, it's there. And you can, the most important, I mean, you can make money from it with your podcast. I mean, you just pump it out. And once it starts to get traction, you start making some money. It's pretty cool. And Anchor will do all that for you again. It will show you everything through the app. And it's really everything you need to make a podcast in one place. You don't really need a bunch of different uh, shit to try to get it going. You just download the app, hit record, uh, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I mean, Graveyard Grumbler uses it, so it must be good. All right. Thank you for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode seven of the Graveyard Grumbler podcast. I am your host, Graveyard Grumbler, Tino Romero Jr., as a lot of people know me. And today's episode are going to be my top five movies to cuddle up to for Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Hopefully your holiday. Can you call it a holiday? Hopefully your day is as special as you want it to be. You finally tell your crush you like them and they like you back. You and your wife. Wife, husband, have a wonderful Valentine's night. If you don't want any kids, make sure you cover it up. If you do want kids, then go at it. So today's top five are my best movies to cuddle up to. They are horror movies because I just feel that watching a horror movie on Valentine's Day is the perfect, perfect genre movie to watch to get that loving. Now, I say that because of a personal experience that I I have. Before the wife and I became wife and husband, we went on a date as boyfriend and girlfriend. So, you know. Little youngster Grumbler here went on a date with uh, Mrs. Grumbler and we went out to the movies. (laughs) The funny part is that the movie that we went to go watch was the re-release of The Exorcist. Now, I am a huge horror buff. Absolutely love horror. I love slasher, thrillers, paranormal. I I love horror genre. It's a great genre. It's my favorite movie genre. My wife, on the other hand is not a horror fan she can do some low level horror uh she's a she loves vampire movies she likes certain slashers not a huge slasher fan either so because she was madly in love with me and she wanted to spend time with me we went out to go watch this movie now had i known that she wasn't a huge horror movie fan we would not have went to go watch the exorcist of all movies now the exorcist version that we watched it was still the original version of the exorcist all it was was just unreleased scenes so one of the major scenes that i absolutely loved was when megan was walking upside down backwards she spider walked down the fucking stairs and then vomited blood at the bottom brilliant scene i loved it it was a great re-release but my wife didn't like it so much so i believe it was about at the point where Megan was becoming possessed and it started to get kind of creepy. Well, a few scenes that scared my wife, she buried her face in my lap. Now, I was torn, me being a lover of the movie, 
The Exorcist and being really super happy that my girlfriend had her face buried in my lap was a confusing part. We were in a theater, so can you imagine if we were at home by ourselves and we watched The Exorcist or a horror movie? Definitely cuddled all night and I would probably be the little spoon. You know, being the little spoon, the person who's the big spoon makes them feel empowered, makes them feel strong, gives them that toughness, which I'm okay with that because horror movies don't affect me that bad. But this is the reason why I came up with this top five cuddle movies or my top five horror movies. Now, I'm going to go from my number five to my number one. So let's kick it off. Number five, the remake of Halloween, the one by Rob Zombie. The film was released in 2007. I'm a huge Halloween fan. I love Michael Myers. He's my all-time favorite killer. He's fucking badass. He's better than Jason. He's better than Freddy. He is just a badass. So Mikey Myers, the reason why this made my list was because Rob Zombie captured the, the whole transformation of how little Mikey Myers became a sociopath. It showed his fucked up home life. It showed what he did the killing of animals he even killed a a student for talking shit about his his mom and bullying him bashed his fucking head and it was a brilliant scene and Rob Zombie captured from when he was young and how the transformation into this normal little kid into the sociopath right when he the, the part for those of you who watched the movie Mikey Myers killed his family before i continue this top five i am going to go into a little bit of description on each movie so if you haven't watched the movie i apologize i'm trying i'm going to try not to give out a whole bunch of it but i i i do have to talk a little bit about it so my listeners can understand what i'm talking about so where mike where little mikey myers kills his sister the sister's boyfriend and the mom's husband was a brilliant scene he just showed no emotion fucking killed him he was arrested sent to the asylum and when he was the in, in the asylum was probably my favorite part it showed dr loomis talking to little mikey myers about what he's done trying to explain to him and at that point he mikey myers was completely off off the rocker i mean he was already showing signs of separating himself from reality and he had no recollection that he even killed these people he was thinking that they were still okay and he couldn't figure out why he was in the asylum so at that point when he was talking about what happened or asking what happened and dr loomis was trying to tell him that he killed his family he wouldn't believe it and the whole asylum scenes the the whole little point of that it showed how he was just becoming more and more distant more and more out of touch with reality and then at one point he just completely stopped talking one of my favorite scenes in that movie was the mom comes in and shows a picture to little Mikey Myers and it was with his little sister which Mikey Myers called her boo it was her the little sister and Mikey Myers together and they were happy smiling well Dr. Loomis calls the mom out to talk to her talk to her about what's going on with with her son and the nurse who was in charge of watching Mikey Myers picks up the picture and says oh that little girl is beautiful 
I don't know how you're related. So completely fucking dogs out Mikey Myers. Well, Michael, Mikey Myers being the fucking sociopath he is, stabs the shit out of his lady with a fucking spork. Just absolutely shanks the shit out of her. Now, this film was taken probably in the the time frame was in the 70s, maybe early 80s. So a lot of the asylums, I'm sure, still had metal utensils. But he completely fucks her up for talking shit. That part was amazing because it solidified this suspicion that Dr. Loomis had. And at that point, it completely showed him transform and evolve into the Mikey Myers that we know. He was no longer Mikey Myers. He was Michael Myers, the serial killer. Completely void of sympathy, empathy, and anything else that makes him human and a complete sociopath, but to the extreme level. And of course, he goes through throughout the film trying to find his sister. We're not sure. I'm not sure on, on exactly what his intentions were, if he wanted to kill her or did he just want her around because he loved her? I don't know if for those of you who watched that movie, please let me know. Help me out. I, I don't like looking up the details. I try to figure it up. on figure it out on my own. So leave me a note. Graveyard Grumbler at mail.com. And my new Instagram handle is Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. Just one word now. Leave me a comment. Leave me a message. I'd like to know your guys' thoughts on that. So the remake of Halloween, it made my top five because I liked how Rob Zombie showed the transformation from vibing, happy, bouncy little boy to the extreme sociopath that we all know and we all love. So because of that, on my grumbler meter, it's an eight out of ten. The movie was filmed brilliantly. The acting was brilliant. The killing scenes were awesome. It was just an overall really good movie. It'll make you cuddle. Maybe not to the extreme you want, but it'll make you cuddle. It'll it'll have you looking over your shoulder when you hear noises. Especially if you have two stories. Pretty badass movie. On to my number four pick. Uh, My number four pick is A New Nightmare on Elm Street, which that is the remake of the original Nightmare on Elm Street. The film was released in 2010. Now, I watched the original when I was younger, and I don't know for anybody else, but me personally, when I was a little, little grumbler, when I was knee-high to a grasshopper, when I was, you know, still innocent, that movie scared the absolute shit out of me. That movie made me reevaluate life. That movie probably made me want to start doing methamphetamine and caffeine pills because I didn't want to fucking sleep. We all know the rules of hauntings and horror if you're in your bed covered nothing can harm you everything is void you're protected but Wes Craven's jackass self decided to make a film where that is not real so when you're asleep thinking you're safe you get fucked up more now me being the handsome devil I am I valued my my uh, beauty rest when I was younger but After watching that original Nightmare on Elm Street, fuck sleep. I did not want to sleep anymore. I did not even want to be in the bathroom alone anymore. And I'll tell you the scene that fucked me up the most was when... Now, I can't remember the original character's names or anything, so I'm not even going to try. But it was the scene where, where the main girl was in school. She was asleep already and her friend who just got fucked up in the scene earlier was walking around in a fucking body bag just walking through the fucking halls leaving a blood trail and 
she goes follows her in a fucking body the, the, the friend who got killed was in the body bag now that's freaked the shit out of me because we all know what was in the body bag it was a fucking body it wasn't a mystery bag it wasn't a question bag i wonder what's in the bag it was a fucking body of a person that just got stabbed and the way that it was shot the creepy dim light the 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 whole scene of that original film was fucking freaky that part right there scared the shit out of me. Now put that on top of some guy who go into your dreams and kill you when you're supposed to be safe. It was a good movie for its time. Now the remake, I really like the remake because the new director went into how Freddy became Freddy and why the parents killed him. He was a fucking pedophile and he was a gardener at the little preschool that the kids went to he took him into this little makeshift cave or a little room that he created took dirty pictures of him of the girls not of him of the girls of the kids not even the little girls it was all the kids and the parents found out and they fucking killed him they trapped him inside of a warehouse and burned him and i i'm kind of hazy on how he was had the ability to go into the dreams and fuck people up i know that when you start thinking of him you start getting scared it just intensifies everything fear is a big thing that freddy fear fed on and of course you're afraid of that shit and you can't sleep then you start getting scared the way that the director for the remake explained how everything happened the the acting was pretty good it was way better than the 80s i'll tell you that the killing was great the whole the whole movie was entertaining and me being me really liking the original it made me enjoy the remake of, of a new nightmare on elm street definitely definitely one of my my recommended movies for cuddle night tonight check it out he or she might be in your arms halfway through the movie you might not even get through the movie it doesn't matter i'm helping y'all out trust me great valentine's day movie so on the grumbler meter that is another eight on the grumbler on the grumbler meter because i really liked it they described it Wonderfully, It was a really good flick. It doesn't get a 10 and uh, Halloween doesn't get a 10 because I'm a huge paranormal fan and slashers are really good, but they just can't top paranormal shit for me. So that brings me to my number three, uh, The Possession. It was released in 2012. That was a paranormal film. It was a possession film, obviously, The Possession. And the little girl was being possessed and... That movie caught me because the opening fucking scene has this old lady lady battling the little possession box. Now, the box that that I'm talking about, it, it's a, a, hu- a hub for the demon where they live to protect it, to, pr- to protect the people from it possessing anybody. So the old lady who was battling the demon has it on her counter or her shelf or I don't know what, what you call that. And the, the demon is calling her name. So she's fighting it. She doesn't want to deal with it anymore. And then the demon just completely fucks her up, breaks her body in several different places, flings her across the fucking room. She's hospitalized because she didn't want to succumb to the power of the demon anymore. So the, the son of the old lady thought it was a brilliant idea to sell the fucking box at a yard sale 
because they wanted to put the mom into a home or in one of their houses to where they could better watch her and they needed to get rid of her house. So they had a yard sale and of course, the little girl who was possessed decided to buy the box and asked her dad, hey, can I buy this? Dad said, yeah, of course. Well, the, the possession part, when it happens immediately, it starts talking to her, she starts falling into the trap of it and the mom and dad, which are divorced by the way, are trying to figure out why the daughter is acting completely different. And it just goes on to show how fucked up divorced parents completely neglect the better the better outcome for their child. One of my favorite parts, I actually had a several, several awesome parts, but one of my favorite parts was when the mom and dad takes her into the hospital because there's something wrong with the daughter, obviously, and they want to figure out what, what is wrong with her. So they, they take her in, the, the hospital gives her an MRI, and when the MRI image pops up of, of her insides, it shows the fucking demon living inside of her. And it was at that point where the mom realized, holy shit, my daughter is not right. That isn't even my daughter. And it's awesome because it sh- clearly shows the face and the, the, a couple limbs. I think it's like the arm holding on to the daughter on the inside of her fucking body. And that part right there was awesome because the mom realizes, shit, I was complete jackass because I didn't believe my ex-husband that something was wrong with my daughter. And at that point, that's when shit gets all fucked up and everything just goes haywire. The, the possession is full blown. They go seek rabbis, which the one, the main rabbi is Mariashi, which I don't know if anybody knows that Mariashi was actually a Jewish rapper. I don't listen to Jewish rap or religious rap, but his music isn't horrible. It didn't make my ears bleed. So if you're into that stuff, go check him out. Mariashi. And one of my other favorite parts in that movie was the little girl runs through the hospital because that's everything's from then on takes place in the hospital. And she runs into this closed physical therapy area and she's it's completely dark. All you can see is the glow of the light in her face and her silhouette. Her head is down. Her head, her hair is hanging over her face and she's doing this real freaky laugh crying and telling her dad that she's okay, but it's like a broken record. It keeps repeating, 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 and she does this laugh, cry, laugh, cry, laugh, cry. It's really creepy. It's really fucking freaky. And one of my favorite things is creepy little kids in horror movies doing creepy shit. I really like it. And that movie nailed it for me. That what brought it up to one of my favorite movies. I'm not going to tell you the end. You need to watch the end. It's a great flick. Definitely. That movie will definitely have your Valentine's in your arms, snuggling, head buried, maybe in a, in a part that you want their face buried at. Give it a try. Go rent the film. It's a great movie. So on the grumbler meter, I give that, I give that an eight and a half. The possession was there. The creepy little kid was there. It was a really good, really good flick for me. It's my number three. So check it out. My number two was Insidious. Now, before I watched this film, I read about it because I heard nothing but great things about the movie. So I I read about it and I kind of was hesitant on watching it because the, the whole thing was people were asleep. 
and that's when shit happened. Now, when the way I interpreted it was that they were sleepwalking and they were killing people or they were possessed, which caused them sleepwalking shit. And I'm like, oh, great. They're what are their families going to wake them up while they're sleepwalking? And he's going to fall down the fucking stairs and they're going to die. No, that's far from the truth. So I watched the film. It was a great, one of my favorite movies. And it was a husband, wife, two little boys and a little girl. I believe the little girl was about a year, maybe a little bit younger than a year. Well, one of the little boys had this ability to go to sleep and travel into a different realm which in the movie they call it the further which the further what it is it's a bunch of dead souls where they don't realize they're dead and the worst of them they're hungry for human life so they manage to trap this little boy and they're trying to possess his actual body so the evil demons and spirits can can live amongst the survive amongst the living the jump scenes in that movie are fucking unbelievable. The the horror, the creepy music soundtrack is unbelievable. One of my favorite parts of that movie is when the mom is downstairs. The little girl is taking a nap upstairs. So she has the baby monitor in the little girl's room and she has the other part of the monitor downstairs. And she's you know playing on the piano. And then she hears static on the... Uh, the monitor and then here's this creepy creepy voice just and then you hear a loud boom and then the kid just starts screaming hysterically crying so the mom assholes all the way upstairs complete just just full-blown fucking sprints up the stairs busts through the door and sees nothing but the kid is screaming and crying still so she picks up the kid starts looking around and then she turns around and right in the fucking corner behind the veil type curtain shit that she had around the crib there's a fucking demon ghost dude there just standing there the jump scene part of that was great the movie music the the buildup was fucking awesome and the kid they, they just haul ass out of the fucking room it was an awesome part another awesome part that i really liked was the mom was by herself cleaning up the house, you know, jamming out to a record that she was listening to on a turntable. And she hears this little kid giggling and laughing. Now, her daughter is asleep. So it wasn't the little girl and the little girl wasn't able to run yet or walk. So she hears this giggling and laughing and running throughout the halls, throughout her house. And she was confused on what it was. Well, the record played from a little tune that the mom was listening to to tiptoeing through the tulips that song alone is a weird freaky song and so you hear a tiptoe through the tulips you hear that and then you hear the little boy laughing and running and then you just catch catch a little glimpse of the kid running through the fucking halls now it's broad daylight so it makes it that much more freaky that these bold ass demons are or ghosts are doing the shit during the day so the mom is looking for what the fuck is going on and boom, there's another jump scare. Fucking awesome. This movie had me just engaged the entire time from beginning to end. The movie was awesome. 
I highly recommend it. This movie will definitely have your Valentine's cuddled up on your lap, probably naked to me, you know, because when you're naked, you can warm up better and you feel safer. This movie will definitely get your Valentine's Day in the mood to cuddle because it's one of the best Valentine's movies ever. On the Grumbler meter, I give it a 9.5. The jump scenes were great. It had freaky little kids in it. The horror music was great. Overall, beginning to end, it was never boring or dull. It had, it'll keep you entertained. It was a great movie. To watch, to know what the ending is, you have to watch the movie. Now, my number one favorite movie of recent. Again, now, this list was really difficult for me to put together because I have about a bazillion favorite horror movies. But this, this top five that I wrote, and are sharing with you are my top five of recent that I can watch over and over and still be excited and enthralled and and enjoy the movie. So my number one all-time favorite movie, The Conjuring, the first Conjuring, Conjuring number one. The Conjuring was just fucking awesome. It's a true story from the files of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Now, for those of you who don't know who Ed and Lorraine Warren are, Ed Warren is a demonologist who was hired throughout the community to go debunk creepy things that are happening in people's houses. So if you hear bumps in the night, people talking, door swinging, creaks of the house, he'll go in and check it out to make sure that it's not a legitimate haunting. So, you know, rusty pipes, creaky, uneven houses, drafts through the house he goes and proves that hey you know your house isn't haunted this is what's going on well the conjuring which is about the Perrin family shows that well this time they were really fucking haunted and cursed and his wife lorraine warren is has premonitions she's a psychic so them working together she's able to feel and see things that the you know people who don't have gifts are able to watch not watch, but able to, to see and help solve whatever fuck is going on. Well, when they meet this family, the parent family, right as soon as they fucking meet him, the L- Lorraine Warren already can tell that shit's fucked up in the house. There's hauntings inside the house. The mom is getting fucked up. The you hear claps going down through the night. There's oh. Speaking of which, one of my favorite one of my favorite parts of the movie was the, the parent family with their kids, which they had five kids, had a game that they play called hide and clap. So they they would blindfold them, and then the person not blindfolded, they'll go hide, and they you can only find them by clapping. So the youngest girl and her mom were playing. This, the parent family, they were playing and the mom had her blindfold on. Well, the little girl goes, hides and says, okay, give me the first clap. So they clap. So the mom is following the clap and then she goes into a room and then you see this, this fucking closet type deal and you see some hands pop out and clap. And so the mom, I got you, moves the clothes and there's nothing fucking there. Then the little girl that was hiding says, ha, you completely wrong. I was in another room. So whose fucking hands came out and clapped? Now, I don't know about you guys, but I would have burned the fucking house down personally because 
whose hands popped out of the fucking thing? I don't want to find out. I just want to get rid of the problem. So what better way to get rid of it than burn the fucking house down? I mean, that's going to clear it up for sure. And so the entire story, the entire film shows Ed and Lorraine trying to help these pa- the family, which the mom ends up being possessed. And it was the, the, the graphics on it, the acting, everything was fucking amazing. The jump scares were good. The, the process of the possession was amazing. The little kids in the film were great. Every, the, the whole movie from beginning to end kept you entertained. It kept you on edge. It kept you wanting more. And the movie didn't fail. And that movie, I guarantee you, will make your Valentine's Day that much more special. Again, I recommend watching each one of these movies with all the lights out. Make sure it's dark outside. Make sure the curtains are drawn. Light some candles, preferably, you know, groups of three groups of six. So six candles in three groups. That way, all you have is the glow of the TV and the glow of the candles. And it's really dark outside. Make sure you watch it in those conditions and your Valentine's Day night, I should say, will be fucking amazing. It'll be the most special night of your life. I guarantee it. It's a grumbler seal. Again, I'm not going to go too much more into the description of the movies, but those are my top five. My number one being the conjuring and on the grumbler meter, I give that a 10. I mean, just for me personally, it was everything I wanted in, in the movie. Now I know that the movies that I just mentioned, my top five on the actual critics and the tomato meter and all that shit they get poor but you know what fuck the tomato meter it's what how you take the movie what you're looking for and if it matches everything that you're looking to get out of the movie and for me personally each one of those movies that i talked about was that much more fucking amazing to me and it made me rate them the way i did so again happy valentine's day to everyone i'm gonna wrap this up for my top five valentine cuddle movies of all time hopefully every Wednesday is special. You get what you're looking for. Safe sex is the best sex unless you're married and you want to go buck wild and have another kid. Have at it. Thank you for tuning in to the Graveyard Grumbler podcast. I greatly appreciate everyone who listens in and tunes in. Uh, If you have any suggestions for any episodes that you want me to talk about, you want to hear, you're curious to know my input on it, feel free to email me, graveyardgrumbler.com at mail.com or you can just go on my instagram graveyard grumbler podcast leave me a comment thank you everyone good morning good day good night and goodbye thank you very much